Carol, the best idea of all time. With Laser and Alice. Episode one of 52. Yes. <laughs> so we just watched Carol. Yes, we did. A film by... Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. Let's see. I'm Laser. Uh, my qualification is that I have seen the film Carol. Okay. You're Alice. I'm Alice. My qualification is I've seen the film Carol many times. Many times. And it was my idea to do this, although I guess we should be very upfront. We stole this idea from the worst idea of all time. Yeah, so all blessings to the worst idea of all time. They watch a bad movie every week, yes. um, and they're delightful. Um, and you, we, we thought, wouldn't it be the best idea of all time to watch Carol, a great film. That we both love. About falling in love with Kate Blanchett. And, like, and Rooney Mara. And Rooney Mara. But it's about Rooney Mara falling in love with Kate Blanchett. And yes. I guess, you know, I got a lot more out of it this time. So there was a lot of, I saw the, the way they looked at each other. Um, I think another qualification is that we do one of my favorite things. We haven't done it in a while, which is lesbian movie and hot tub night. That's how this started. Where you would show me important lesbian movies. Yes. I, I think we watched, I showed you one that you hadn't seen, which isn't a lesbian movie, but should be. Um, a simple favor. A simple favor. Right, and we've we've gone through most of the classics we've done, but I'm a cheerleader, mm -hmm. Saving Face, mm -hmm. um, Carol. We started with Carol. I believe Carol was the first one. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good Christmas movie. It's a good New Year's movie. It's New Year's right now. Yes, as we're recording this. Um, I did write down some notes before we started this podcast, and one of them was a few days ago, and I said. Are you worried that this is a bad idea? I wanted to bring that up to you. Mm -hmm. Now that we've watched Carol, I know that it's not. Okay. It's just such a good movie. It is such a good movie. I, w I was worried, like, we're going to watch a good movie so many times that we'll be tired of it. Right. I still think there's a chance that could happen. Yeah. But I, I actually just watched it on Christmas also. Oh, really? So you've watched it recently. I've watched it many times recently, and I'm not sick of it. And I don't anticipate getting sick of it, because I, I, every time I watch it, I do uh, see additional nuance. This time, well, let's talk through it for folks who haven't seen it, and you should see it. Yes. Um, watch the movie. Watch Definitely watch the movie, but we'll assume that you're not worried about spoilers. This is, it starts with, a, it looks like a cage, which I hadn't thought about before, mm -hmm. but it's a subway grate. We're in New York City. Yes. It's the year Dwight Eisenhower got elected. Yes. So that, that tells you what year it is, if you know when that is. Uh-huh. 1950s? Yeah. I think. Um, and, uh, there's, we start with a flashback, but basically the plot of this movie is that Rooney Mara. Yes. Therese Bellavet. Therese Bellavet. It's Czech. Is, uh, she works in a shop. Yes. Frankenberg's department store. She has a boy and boyfriend named Richard. Who also works at the department store with her. She is working one day. She wearing her silly little Santa hat. A gift from the management. And... Um, Carol walks in, and whenever Carol walks into a room, that's all anybody, yes. you know, the camera can think about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's Kate Blanchett. I mean, rightfully so. That's the thing is that the fact that this is Kate Blanchett, you know what they're signaling. And casting does a lot in this movie. Sure. Like for example, it's Kate Blanchett. Obviously, you're supposed to be in love with her, mm -hmm. and then they have. Other casting that we'll talk about in a minute. Yes. Um, okay, so she comes in. She's looking for a toy for her daughter. A doll. But they don't have that toy anymore because it wets itself. It's very high high technology. Yes. And so 
they, uh, Carol asks Therese what she wanted when she was a little girl, and she says a train set. And she knows so much about train sets, for example, that this one is hand-painted. Yes. A limited edition, one in 5,000. Um, and then <laughs> Carol leaves her gloves behind on purpose, obvious. Well, we don't know, but it's very much like, oh, no, my gloves, gloves are left behind. And Rooney Mara decides to get in touch with her to say, it, well, to send her gloves. Yes. To make a follow-up call. Right. Um, which leads to them having lunch. Um, in the background, we're learning that Therese has a bunch of boring man friends. Yes. Um, and Carol has a husband who is sad that she doesn't love him. And they're, they're in the process of getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. Therese's friend, one of Therese's friends works at the New York Times, and she's an aspiring photographer. Yeah. Um, and all the men are boring. Mm -hmm. And then they have lunch. It's amazing. They get poached eggs on top of spinach and... A, uh, a dry martini with an olive. Dry martini with an olive. Um, they say a lot of really subtle things to each other about whether they like men or people or if they live alone. Carol's very sultry and very she's, much. She's so sultry. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very, as they say. Full charm offensive. They're lesbians, Harold. Yes. <laughs> um, and then. What happens? She invites her to her house. Yes. So Carol invites Therese to her house on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And the boyfriend is upset, not knowing why they're going to, why she's going to this woman's house in, in Jersey. Richard is very much like, oh no, you're going to escape my cult of, uh -huh. I love you, please go to Paris with me. Yes. Even though you obviously don't want to and obviously don't like me. Yeah, are not interested in this relationship at all. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that she goes to Carol's house, she plays piano for Carol. Hey, before, they, before they get to the house. Oh, very important. She, they stop to buy a Christmas tree for the house. Mm -hmm. And while, they're, while, while Carol is buying the Christmas tree, Therese takes out her camera mm -hmm. and takes, takes some photos of, of, of Carol in, in the parking lot. Now, this is very important because she doesn't usually take pictures of people. And is it because... She's, she's not interested in people. Right, but her friend who worked at the time suggested that she take an interest in people. I mean, Carol is the first person she's ever been interested in. Yes. Because she's gay. Um, and then they go to, Car to Carol's house. They kind of have a nice time, but then Harge, the husband, just shows up out of nowhere right. to take the daughter to Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. Or show up early for Christmas. The the Harge's parents decided they wanted to some they wanted a Christmas in Florida. Classic. And, and he was supposed to show up on Christmas Eve at four p.m., but he's showing up early. They have a little fight that I think is kind of Harge's biggest kind of villain. I mean, he's a villain the whole time, but it's yes. his biggest villain turn where he's like, "Well, I'm like, I'm gonna get you." But he's also fixing something under the sink. Yeah, I don't know why he's fixing something under the sink. I guess to show that this is what men are for. Yes. In the context of the UC universe that we live in. Right. Um, the current real universe. Um, and then uh, that, oh gosh, what happens after that? They go back to town. Therese is very sad. Yes. Carol, Carol kind of snaps at her then when as soon as she gets, as soon as Therese gets home, Carol calls her and apologizes and says, let me come see you again tomorrow. And Therese is like, of course. She doesn't really say that, but it's implied, of course. Of course, yes. And then Carol goes to see her divorce attorney. This is where the divorce attorney is introduced. Right, the divorce attorney who may be named Frank. Yes. And definitely named Frank. 
we find out that Harge has changed the terms of the divorce where now Carol's never going to be able to see her daughter right. because she's a lesbian. Yes. It's a morality clause. Yes. And Carol, you know, we used to be, you know, friendly and amicable. You know, it's, it's a big turn that Harge is keeping the daughter from him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then, uh, and then we go on a road trip. Some more stuff happens, but yeah, okay, basically. Well, something happens. So, so as Carol leaves the divorce attorney, she sees she, she's standing in the street and she sees a new camera in a window. So she goes and buys this fancy new Canon camera mm-hmm. for Therese yes. and takes it to her. Sponsored. Yes. And then while she's at Therese's apartment looking at her photos, uh, she asks Therese if she would like to go on this road trip with her. Yes. Now, we haven't yet talked about Carol's confidant and her ex, Abby. Abby, played by Sarah Paulson. Incredible. Which is one of two castings of this film where they were just like, you know who would make a great lesbian? A lesbian. Yes. And they just, it, it makes it it makes it very straightforward. You right. know this character is gay. Yes. Um, I, I think it's really clever signaling to the audience with dramatic irony that these characters are the very much openly queer characters. Yes. You're casting people who are openly very, very queer in real life. Sarah Paulson and later Carrie Brownstein. Where as compared to Kate Blanchett, who is, I believe, straight and married, and um, Rudy Mara, who is famously married to the Joker. Yeah, in real life, the real Joker. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> which is very sad. I'm sure she's fine. Okay, so then we go on this road trip. So this road trip is, we're just driving to Chicago. We're going to have a great time. Yep. Um, Harge can't find his wife, mm-hmm. and he starts... It, he goes and looks for her at Abby's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he flies back from Florida. Yeah. To get to get Carol because Rindy wants her mother, like rightfully so. Yeah. Throughout the whole film, it, the only time we see pe- the parents actually caring for the child is Carol caring for Rindy. Yeah. Harge just seems to want possession of the child, even though he there's no scene where he's like loving her or anything. Yeah. I guess flying back to, to, to New Jersey from Florida in the middle of Christmas is a way of showing that. But so my question is, do we know that he ever actually goes to Florida? I, I assume he okay. went to Florida. We believe him. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, okay, so they go on this trip. They're having a great time. They mm-hmm. eat food. They talk about their lives. Yes. They, she takes pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, Therese takes pictures of There's Carol. So one thing we have to include before yes. they go on the trip. Um, two things. Richard makes a big stink and she says, why don't you leave me alone? Which yes. is great. It's very good. And he's like, you have such a crush on this woman. And she's You're like, giddy like a schoolgirl. And he asked, she asks him about, which is a very like beginning gay things like, you know, it's not people like that. It's just, you know, a boy falls in love with a boy. Maybe that's just what happens. Just happened. two people. It's just two people. And then while she's buying a gift for Carol, yeah. she looks over. Oh, she goes and buys this album because it's the song that she played for carol and yes. she looks over and there are two just straight up lesbians two, in the corner. two 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 trans mask beauties just yeah. hunks butching it up glaring at her and, like, they, and they're looking at her like oh they know yeah yeah oh hello yes uh, are you buying that for your girlfriend yes you are we get it we can tell from your mousy brown hair yes um very very good it's Oh, okay. Yeah. So she buys this. She gives it to Carol. Carol's very happy. Um, the road trip starts. They're they're staying in hotels, like motels, mm-hmm. in in like the Midwest, and they start with they're staying in two separate rooms, mm-hmm. um, like two separate rooms. And then at one point, um, Therese comes in to. 
Carol's room while Carol's in the shower. Yes. And Carol's from the shower says, can you get me my blue sweater? My beautiful blue sweater, a beautiful color that will come up later. Yes. And Rooney look, Rooney, Therese looks in the suitcase and finds a gun. Yes. But she also finds the sweater first. Yeah. And she picks it up and she sniffs it. Yeah, because they're in love. Yes. It, it's beautiful. So uh, she asks Carol, are you afraid of something? Can I help? She doesn't mention the gun. And Carol says, I'm not afraid, which also comes up later. Right. It, it, this is interesting. Like, this yeah. is something I thought about a lot during my Christmas watch, which is Therese is with an older woman she doesn't know that well. Yeah. She, she might have thought maybe, maybe Carol's coming out here to kill me. That's true. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty freaky thing. It is freaky. I feel like Therese just trusts her so much, though. Uh-huh. I mean, she never feels, it never feels like she's afraid of Carol. Right. To me. Like, even in situations where she really should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she agrees to go on this, like, month-long road trip with her yeah. after knowing her for, like, a week. Yeah, because they're lesbians. Okay, so then eventually Maruni suggests that they get a room together. Yes, the, pres- the presidential suite is for a very attractive rate. It's an, and we're also the presidents. The election is a big theme in this movie for yeah. some reason. We should, we, we should dig into that further in future watch. I think it was the fact that we had the subtitles on this time, and uh-huh. you can hear everything that's happening on the radio, so it's, okay. that's how they're passing time. Anyway, yes. um, and they, so yeah, they stay in the same room, but the first time they stay in the same room, they don't kiss. No. It doesn't, they don't kiss for a while. They do meet this guy who is a traveling salesman, quote unquote. Yeah, for, he he shows up very like horror movie esque, like like right next to Therese when she's getting ice in the middle of the night. Yep. And then and then he's there again in the morning, and he's he's like, I sell notions, but he doesn't have any of the notions that he would possibly want to sell, and he never opens his briefcase. Very suspicious. Yes. But he knows he says something that he knows lesbians hate. Yes. Notions. <laughs> so they never ask him for a follow-up. Yes. I feel like it's the only thing that he could say he was a traveling salesman of. Yes. With him not asking follow-up questions. He has Field and Stream magazine. Yeah, yes. I, hello, I have things that you would not like. Uh-huh. Um, okay, they go to Chicago. Therese checks her mail. She has some stuff from Richard. A bunch of letters from Richard. Ugh, she doesn't seem to open them. Um, and then... Uh, Carol calls Abby. Abby. No, no, she doesn't. She, she calls, calls Harge. She calls Harge's house, but then he's not. He does not pick up. Yeah. So, Where it's also revealed that his first name is Harjess. Harjess. Which I really thought it was Harold, but I think it's just, that's because of their lesbian Harold. Yes. I didn't. <laughs> which is, I thought for some reason Harge was short for that. Um, weird name. Uh-huh. That's okay, Harge. Okay, so then they, uh, I don't know what happened. There's, they're in Chicago, all this stuff happens, and then... They keep going, they make it to Iowa. They make it to Waterloo, Iowa. Yes. They, it's New Year's Eve. Yes. Carol, you know, fems up, Rooney Mara, they're having a fun time, putting on makeup and stuff, and then, and that's when they, they hook up. They hook up, they have sex for the first time, for presumably. The first time that we've seen, it feels like they would have shown us earlier if it happened earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's, I want to talk about the sex scene real quick. Yes, please. I really like this sex scene. I've, I've, because just hanging out with you and in general, I've watched a lot of now lesbian movies with sex scenes. And yeah. I think this one is tasteful. Mm-hmm. It feels very sensual, but it also doesn't feel um, exaggerated. It's very much more about the emotion than it is about right. the gaze. Yes. 
And I, and I was I was wondering because I know in a lot of these they will often use body doubles, but oh, yeah. given the shots that are there, I don't think they are because like pretty much every shot has either of the primary actresses' faces. That's a big thing throughout the movie too. I was noticing just this time from like a, I took a film class one time, uh-huh. but like whose face they decide to look at at different points. Yes. Like the the film at the beginning and at the end we have the same scene, mm-hmm. and at the beginning we see Carol's face in that scene, and at the end we see Teresa's, Teresa's face. face in that scene. But like also yeah, in the scene where they're finally hooking up, I mean it is it does sort of have this like power thing of like mm-hmm. Carol is this older woman and she knows what she's doing and that's very clear from yeah. the dynamics that they're showing but it's also yeah it feels almost like a powder keg because they've been t- traveling together for weeks now at this point at least a week yeah and are have been staying now now sleeping in the same room even mm-hmm. um it's it, like when i first saw this it surprised me a lot that it took them that long to hook up but yeah i mean it, it works dramatically for the purpose of the story it's very romance novel too. I don't mm-hmm. know how many romance novels you've read. Okay. But there's like a lot of, it's just so much plot before they get to the one time they hook up. Right, and then immediately get married. The world crashes down on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, and this one, the world crashes down around them. And I mean, I guess that's true of most like, like Hallmark Christmas movies too, right? right. There's like this all of this plot before they actually. Um, yeah, and rom coms yeah. and such. Yeah. Okay, so they hug up, and then the next morning she gets a, a telegram from Abby telling her that Hart is following her, or had has yes. hired somebody to follow her, or something like that. Yes. She, Carol picks up her gun. She's very upset. She breaks into the room next door where she finds a guy with recording equipment. Yes, specifically recording like, equipment taped to the wall yeah. so that they could record them hooking up. Yeah. She offers him money. He says, I'm, I'm, I've already sent the tapes off, ma'am. Yes. I'm a professional. It's not personal. This is the notions guy. Yes. That's what he had in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Carol gets very upset. They, uh, she tries, she talks to Abby to try to get it fixed. We didn't even mention the best part about Abby that already happened. The redheaded, Did the she... redheaded steakhouse owner outside Paramus? The, the, Abby has her eye on a redheaded steak. <laughs> a redheaded steakhouse owner outside Paramus. And then Carol says, can you handle a redhead? Isn't Sarah Paulson's wife a redhead? Sarah Paulson's wife is Helen Taylor, so I don't know if she counts as a redhead. Uh, she has red hair sometimes. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Anyway, I'm sure that that's not the kind of method. If any of our listeners know a redheaded steakhouse owner outside Paramus, I'm also interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm, single. I'm single, by the way. Everybody, please set up Alice on dates. Um, okay, so then we get to... Uh, basically, at this point... We have one more night together, and then Carol leaves first thing in the morning. Yes. And Therese wakes up to find Abby. Sitting in a chair in a corner smoking. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's a great reveal. Uh, she takes Therese out to breakfast. Therese doesn't even put her makeup on, um, and then gives her a letter from Carol, which just says, like, we can't be together. Goodbye. Yes. I can't. I can't. Specifically, she says, I can't see you. It's better if we don't see each other. I have to take care of this. You'll understand when you're older. Yeah. And then baby. there's a scene where they're driving back and, and Therese gets out to, to throw up because she's so sad. Yeah. Um, I think the first time we watched it, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just love, like, throwing up in movies. I, I just, it makes me really happy. And I like, to, I, I, I like the, the symbology of it because my immediate thought was, 
she's pregnant now. Oh. Like, that was, like, the okay. thing. like, oh, shit, because that's what happens in, like, The Witcher or something. Right, When of somebody course. throws up. Yeah, as soon as someone throws up, they're pregnant immediately. The first time they have sex, they yes. get pregnant, and then it ruins their lives. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> and the, the first time she has sex, ever, because she's a yes. virgin. Right. She gets pregnant. Like, but I'm sure that's not what happened. But anyway, um, it made me, it feels like a if this was like a morality movie, like a lot of movies, right? Are, right? Like that's what happens. You get punished for it. And we'll talk about that more a little later, actually. Carol is with Harge's and, and, and her parents, and yeah. they are trying to make it work. Harge, Harge's parents. Or is it Carol's parents? I believe it's Carol's parents because Harge's parents show up with Rindy. Oh, I thought those were, okay, great. I believe you. I believe that's the case. Okay. And so then Rindy shows up and, and Carol gets to see Rindy again, which is great. Mm -hmm. But then, then later there's a scene where Carol is complaining to Abby saying, I can't do this, I can't lie, I can't have these tomato aspic lunches. Yeah. So then, is that when she, we go to the lawyers? Um, we do go to the lawyers. Before that, one other thing happens. A couple other things happen. Okay. Therese, when she gets back, she immediately calls Carol. Yeah. And she, she calls Carol. Carol does not say anything. There's a lot of heavy breathing over the phone. Yeah. And then after Therese hangs up, or sorry, after Carol hangs up on Therese, Therese says, I miss you. I miss you. Um, she also starts, she, she, she uh, has her friend from the Times who earlier in the film tried to kiss her. Right. Um, and she, uh, she brings him over because she's painting her apartment. Right. And, and, he, and he's looking through her photos that she took. She also developed all her photos that she took on the road. Mm -hmm. um, he's looking through her photos saying, hey, you, you've got a great portfolio here. I, I can get you a job at the Times. Mm -hmm. And she says, shut up. I want to paint my room blue like the sweater of the woman I love. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say exactly that way, but it, that's what it means. He's also like, oh man, did you go hook up with that lady? Because I tried to kiss you because that's how powerful men think they are. Yeah. It's really great. Okay. Then Carol goes and store, she, she, they have, we have this big meeting with the lawyer. Yeah. It's the, um, it's the, uh, custody hearing. Exactly. And she says basically like, okay, all of this is, is ridiculous. I can't be a good mother to Rindy if I'm faking who I am if I'm not you if know I'm going I'm, against my grain if I'm going against my own grain so here's the deal you keep Rindy let's be good people let's not go to court and like tear each other apart mm -hmm. and Harge has this like little sad face mm -hmm. um and then what happens so Therese breaks up with Richard we do, there, it's a word uh, this scene from from afar where he's just handing her a box of stuff his Okay, it's, it's mostly because of his trench coat, but he is just shaped like a little triangle with a big fedora on, and he's <laughs> hilarious to me. He's just, an, just a stupid, like, well, you have to love me. Do you want to take me to Paris? I, I love you, so you have to love me in return. Yeah. Which seems very of the time. Very 50s, yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, tries to get the job at the Times, mm -hmm. and she gets a telegram from Carol inviting her to dinner. What was it April twenty first? No, twenty fourth. No, seventeenth. April 17th, because it was December twenty first was the date of their of her going to New Jersey to her house. Yes. The Sunday. Okay. And so they so that, that takes us back to the, the opening of the movie. Yeah. Where they were they were eating dinner and a man comes and, and says, Therese, is that you? Yes, so this is the, the guy Jack, who's somebody's anyway. We'll talk about that scene, I'm sure, again many mm -hmm. times. But so they're having this dinner and carol basically says listen we went on a road trip for a few weeks i got an apartment please move in with me which right. is my favorite and therese is like i don't think i can yeah Therese very much says no i don't think so yeah and then 
the man shows up to right right to interrupt them. Carol says, "I love you." Yeah. Therese is about to say something, and then the man says, "Therese, is that you?" Yeah. Carol leaves pretty much immediately. Yeah. And then they have, and then and then Therese has to have like some symbolic interaction. So she has to go in the like the car where yes. the rain. Uh huh. And then she gets to this party where everybody was like, "What's up, Therese?" Haven't seen you forever. We're your we're your straight cool young friends. Um, and then she walks upstairs and she sees Carrie Brownstein. Yes. <laughs> um, obvious lesbian Carrie Brownstein. Yes. Obvious only because she's Car- Carrie Brownstein and might yes. be wearing pants. I can't tell. I think she's wearing pants. I believe okay. she is. Um, Richard is at this party with some new girl with yep. glasses. Mm-hmm. Girls with glasses are all evil in this movie, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then, then she uh, talks to Carrie Brownstein. Carrie, Carrie Brownstein comes up to her yeah. and says, hey. You're, you're, you're Richard, not Richard, you're, you're whoever's friend. Yeah. Um, I've heard all about you. Which means, hi, are you gay? I'm also gay. I've heard yes. you're gay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Therese is like, okay, I think it's not that I'm attracted to all women. It's that I'm just attracted to Carol. So or, I have to go. Or, or at least it reminds her she is definitely attracted to Carol. Because I think, yeah. I think, because like, there's a part earlier in the movie where, um, after Therese had gone to New Jersey and then she gets dropped off, mm-hmm. Carol calls her again to apologize. And, and, and Therese says, I want to ask you so many questions. And it yeah. seems very much like, how do I be a queer woman? How do I, what, how do I lesbian? It's the mm-hmm. 50s. No, there is no internet. There's yeah. no guide. Yeah. Alison Bechdel did not write her comics yet. And so I think like, there is definitely an, an element of her wanting to understand how to be a queer woman. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that conversation really, really says to her, I really do want to be with Carol. Yeah, and in, if I'm with Carol, I might still, I can still come to these parties. It's actually possible for uh-huh. me to do the things that I want to do because here's Carrie Brownstein. Yes. As we established, a, a, a space lesbian from the future yes. who warped into this movie because she doesn't look like she's from the 50s. She does not look like she's from the 50s. Um, okay, and so then she goes and shows up at the club where she's not supposed to be without a party. The Oak Room at 9 o'clock for dinner, where Carol is having dinner with some friends that she thinks Therese would love. Who we've established, or we decided, were probably cool gay guys. Yeah, qu- qu- queer people, yeah. because she, she's inviting her much younger girlfriend to hang out with her yeah. openly. She's, she's all about living her truth now. Yeah, which is beautiful. Uh-huh. I love this movie. Yeah, and so then, really, to, to cap it off, Therese crosses the room. She sees Carol. Carol sees Therese from across the room. Mm-hmm. And we go to credits, and yeah. it's, it's beautiful. So we can assume that they moved together, and together, we didn't mention, into Carol's awesome Madison Avenue apartment. It, it's enough space for two. There's enough space for two. What, is, what that means, I'm not sure. Yes. They're very tiny women. Yes. I feel like an apartment big enough for one would be big enough for two, but whatever. I'm happy for them. And I think it's a great film. So uh, I had one question I wanted to ask you. Yes. Okay. If Kate Blanchett showed up at your job. Okay. And you had to signal to her that you were gay by suggesting a present for her child. Hmm. What would you suggest? Hmm. Because Therese Bellavet goes with a train set. That's true. But she doesn't, she doesn't signal. She doesn't go with the train set to signal that she's gay. She does talk about train sets and not being interested in dolls. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very subtle. I'm sure. just saying if we were going straight for it. Okay, okay. So if I'm working in a department store. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe leather boots. Leather boots is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, well, think of, this is Macy's, right? This is Macy's. Yeah. Well, Macy's equivalent. Yeah. What do they sell at Macy's that signals queer to, to you? Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I guess I wasn't thinking about the period. I mean, you could do, you could do like 
drills or power tools. Sure. I don't think you'd want to buy your child a power tool. I mean, Rendy loves power tools. I know a lot about her. <gasps> she likes to see the drill holes in walls and stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know. It was just a question that I thought yeah. it might be. And what would you leave behind? I mean, the gloves are a really good move. Yeah. I feel like I, you tweeted one time that you kept running out of gloves because you kept leaving them behind. Yes. Which is a very good... Yes, I just, I just buy boxes of gloves at the start of the Christmas season. <laughs> and everywhere I go, the coffee shop, the department store. Eventually it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you just write Carol Lair December 21st inside <laughs> and then your phone number. Incredible. Okay, so I want to talk about one thing I noticed in this movie. Because at the beginning, you mm-hmm. said people smoking... Like, Carol makes cigarettes make people look really sexy. Yes. And so then I started to notice whenever she smoked a cigarette... Uh-huh. And she only smokes a cigarette when she's being oppressed by the patriarchy. Oh, interesting. She, like, when they're just together and they're having a good time, they don't smoke at all. Yeah. It's just when there's, like, like the, this weight of, like, oh. bad stuff. And it's mostly hard, right? Yeah. Like, at the very beginning, they share a smoke when they're kind of, like, in this, like... In the, in the restaurant. In the restaurant when they're very much, like, we're still hiding under this thing. We have to talk about our partners. We have to talk about this. And Therese stops her from smoking at the department store also. Yes. Therese stops her from smoking at the department store. And then at the end, Carol gets out a cigarette to talk about like what's all the things are going wrong. She offers one to Therese and Therese says no. So I think that there's like a Mm. a line. Okay. A smoking line. There's a smoking line that we'll be following. We we should watch that. We should make sure we we should make sure we pay attention to that in the next We should watch the movie again. Right. Well, we're going to watch the movie again. (laughs) 51 more times because this is the best idea of all time. It really is. I'm not mad about it. I will say that my watch, I haven't like, I I decided to do full attention as much as I could for this movie. I did write a summary and I'm not looking at it, but Uh um, it's really beautiful. There's like a lot of visual symbolism. I really enjoyed it. Yes. The part where they're sad is really sad. And it feels very long because they're sad for so long. Yeah. It's like a third of the movie they're sad. Yeah. And I just want them to be happy but i am glad that they end up happy yes so so that dovetails very nicely into yeah this movie is an adaptation of a book the price Mm -hmm. of salt by patricia highsmith it is notable for being one of the for being the first or one of the first um romance novels about queer women where they don't end up in horrible situations at the end either dead or or Oh, really? Permanently separated. Typically, anytime, anytime there was a story about two women who loved each other, for morality reasons, they would end up dead, or at least one of them would end up dead. Yeah. Um, this is the first one that was like, like popular that didn't involve that, and so, and so that's why it's notable. Interesting. I didn't know that the novel ended the same way as the mm-hmm. That's yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. So Patricia Highsmith, who also wrote The Talent of Mr. Ripley. Yes. And some other book. A bunch of other things. I will say, so we have to stay up front. I probably should put this at the beginning of the podcast. Patricia Highsmith is a noted author who is also virulently anti-Semite. Oh, wow. She was an awful anti-Semite. It's, it's, the, it's the great tragedy of reading her Wikipedia because you read it and you start at the top and you talking about all, how she's a lesbian, how she wrote all these great books, how, she's, how she loves seducing Carol Aird-type women in high society. <laughs> and then at the end, in the, pers- the very bottom of the personal section, oh, and also she hated Jewish people. Oh, jeez. Like, and wrote articles about hating Jewish people and stuff. It's really not good. No, Patricia, no. Um, so I think we'll probably get into that a little more in future episodes. But, but yeah. be, we are aware this is coming from a very problematic place. Yeah. Like, like, a, lot of, like a lot of media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that, I don't, I don't know that that 
distracts from the movie itself because the movie was directed by Todd Haynes, who is a who's a who's a queer man. Mm-hmm. Um, features a number of, of queer people behind the scenes, including the screenwriter. Um, but we'll talk about it more. Yeah, I mean, I love. So, how was this watch? Because I know you just watched it. Yes. I feel like we should keep track of that. Right. I've watched the movie like seven or eight times. I just watched it on Christmas. It's my Christmas tradition now. Of course, it's a Christmas girl. Exactly. Um, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I, I am continuing to find new things about it mm-hmm. that I that I that I discover with every watch, which is which is really great. Yeah. What did you notice this time that you hadn't noticed before? Um, I noticed that there's a lot of attention paid to um, who she, like, I paid more attention to who she's talking to outside of her relationship with Carol mm. and how that and how that builds. Like, the, the idea that the first person we see her talking to when she gets back to New York after the road trip is not Richard. It's the, it's the friend from the Times. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really interesting because it, like, it, it signaled like she's not going back to her old life necessarily. She only starts doing that really in the dinner scene, which bookends the movie. Yeah, that makes a good. That makes sense. Yeah, she's. It's it's interesting. Teresa's life is like interesting. I think to me, I think it'll be interesting to look at. Can we do goals for next time? Sure. Yes, absolutely. I'll do goals, some goals. for next time. So I want to talk, like, think about Teresa as a character because she's very much, to me, this kind of blank slate. Sure. Upon which you see Carol. Yes. Uh huh. But Carol does talk about her like she's, you know, this woman unstuck in time or lost. Flung out of space. Flung out of space. Because I think she's like a space cadet. She doesn't really know what she wants. Yeah. Um. She 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 is here to be impressed upon by Carol. Well, I mean, she's literally a photographer, right? So yes. she's literally just all about watching. Mm-hmm. And but I think that there are things and there there are points in the movie where she starts to have her own personality and she yes. starts to like desire things. Uh-huh. And I think that that's really thing. And I think we learn about her like the the movie definitely has points. So this is something I noticed this time. Like we don't at least I don't feel as much like she's being seduced in a way that she doesn't have control over right. by Carol because earlier in the film this dude tries to kiss her and yes. she says no to him. She, very very clearly no. She has she yes. can set her own boundary. And Richard and Richard is throwing himself at her saying, yeah. "We have we have boat tickets to Europe. Get on the boat and marry me." And yeah. she very clearly not doesn't want it. Yeah. So she 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 talks about how she always says yes to everything, but she is saying no to people. Yeah. So I think I, I she she doesn't have like a ton of agency inside Carol's story, but she mm-hmm. does have her own story and she does get the things you want. She's just not as much who you look at because mm-hmm. Carol is so right. So this is something I will say is as I watch the movie more, I pay more attention now to Therese and Rooney Mara's performance mm-hmm. than I do to Carol. I think partially because I was so captivated by Carol like the first few times I watched it. And obviously she's Kate Blanchett, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um she 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 rules the screen when she's on it. But if there's so much nuance and and um, Rudy Mara really does play this like giddy in love like version of herself mm-hmm. with such sincerity, and and like this makes me want to. One of the things I want to do this year is I want to watch more Rudy Mara movies because I think the only other thing I've seen her in was Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, mm-hmm. where she plays a like emotionless hacker lady who's also a lesbian, <laughs> yeah. but emotionless hacker lady um, in comparison. Where this this felt like like it really did feel like a romance, and if and if there was a man in Carol's place, like like Kate Blanchett's place. Yeah. I think I think this movie would have been lauded even more just because she yeah. sells it so well. 
That's actually a good point. Yeah, I was thinking a couple of things during this movie, which was also like, what if Carol, what if this was the same story, but Carol's just this man seducing her, mm -hmm. right? Like, what is the different genre? And it isn't just a one-to-one, -one, which is one of the things that, how you can tell that this story was written by a queer woman, you know, it's not just like, let's gender flip it. The other thing that reminds me of is that I've been, I watched a few Hallmark Christmas movies this year, mm. and in them, I didn't realize how boring the main characters always were until I yes. saw one where the main character was a man. Okay. And it's like, this man is not attractive. Like, he has two attractive people to choose from. Sure. But he himself doesn't, his hobbies aren't, it, it never is about that person, mm. right? You're supposed to be looking at the person they're in love with, because that's right. what matters. What's believable and what matters is that choice that they're making about these other people. So it isn't necessarily important that we know at first watch, I guess, what Teresa's whole deal is, other than she's super into Carol, which who wouldn't be? Of course. I, I love her. I can understand why Hart is so upset. But also, he should just move on. He's yes. fine. Um, something I want to talk about in the future is, though, I do want to talk about Carol being able to have a lot of influence very quickly from as a result of having wealth. Yes. Um, that's something that I think we should dig into more because um, I did have a thought when I was watching it on Christmas. Like, is Carol grooming her in a way? And mm -hmm. I, I do think that it's very easy to become someone's friend and, and become get close to someone if you have money. But I don't think that alone does it. Like, I do think there is an element of Therese being willing, but 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 yeah. there isn't a direct power imbalance in so much as only, I guess, Carol has more money than, than Therese does yeah. and is an older woman. But um, I think we should talk about it a little more. I think, yeah, let's, let's put a bookmark in the power and mm -hmm. let's put a bookmark in the smoking and let's put a bookmark in Therese. Yes. Focus on Therese. Focus on, on, focus on Therese. Yes. Thank you for watching Carol with me. This yeah. was the best idea of all time. We will see if it remains so. We have 51 <laughs> more weeks to go. <laughs> Shout out to Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat yes. from the incredible Kiwi podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, which we, is an absolute delight to listen to. Yes, we, we, we love that podcast. We love those guys. Thank you for letting us steal your format. <laughs> Good job, everyone. I'm really proud of you. Compliments of the management. Yes. For the season. As we always say, <laughs> compliments of the management. Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Livin', as recorded by Flower Links. You can find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice. Our website is bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, the movie Carol, or anything else you want to talk about, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. The Best Idea of All Time will return next week. <laughs>